what is up everybody welcome to the whiskey sessions podcast this is episode 126 hey matt's here b pimp what's up with you i'm doing great i'm happy to announce number 26 kyle corver sharpshooter Ooh, kyle corver sharpshooter not a strong defender much like uh on this shirt this nba jam shirt that you're wearing uh nikola vucevic uh, if people are familiar with NBA Jam, they know that they have ratings. Uh, you know, when you pick, like, if they're good at defense, are they good at threes, are they good at dunking? For whatever reason, this NBA Jam shirt with Nikola Vucevic thinks he is a phenomenal defender, which he is not. He is not. He's a liability on defense if you've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a great shirt and great pick, of course, Kyle Kuz, uh, excuse me, Kyle Korver getting our our 126 nod so for this episode uh we have a, a fun top five because it's it's one i think we all spend a certain amount of time on our phones these are the phone apps you can't live without and i've got a, a few uh, and it was actually pretty tough to put together this list but ultimately i was able to do it were there any things that you were thinking about as you were putting together this list? Did you think about like the amount of time you were spending on each app or just kind of the essential nature of them? It was kind of a mix of the time slash if I removed this from existence, how hard would it be to replace it? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, hmm. Sorry. I'm just, I'm smelling something out my window. I think it's like a barbecue. I don't, it's, it's like a, it smells like a side of beef or something. I can't. Yeah. Oh, no, it's getting more prominent. Actually, I'm wondering if this is not coming through my headphones. Is this a, is this a bee's beef? This is a bee's beyond beef. Oh my God. Okay. Get into it. Bee's beef. I don't eat meat, but I've got bee's beef. beef. Bee's beef. This festive Yule log sized beef goes out to Christmas. The most annoying holiday has crept all the way back into the month of October as it takes over society. As soon as Halloween day arrives, stores are start replacing awesome jack-o'-lanterns, orange and black decor, ghouls and grim reapers with elves, fake snow, and bad music. Get back into December, Christmas. You're doing too much. Bah humbug. I love it. What happened to Thanksgiving or Veterans Day? Correct. Where are all the Veterans Day (laughs) decorations? They should be going from Halloween to Veterans Day to Thanksgiving to St. Anthony's Day Mm -hmm. to Christmas. Yes, Uh, I agree Uh, entirely. Although uh, a fantastic beast beef, we all know Christmas just inches earlier and earlier every year. You know what, though? This is going to sound crazy. But Maggie's sister was in town uh, a couple weekends ago. We went to a record store, Amoeba Records in San Francisco, a great record store. And Maggie, and this was like, a, yeah, it was a little bit, it was actually a little bit before Halloween. No, it was Halloween weekend. Maggie was looking for Christmas records. And usually the store around the holidays has a, a holiday section. They did not put it up yet. Wow. Yeah. We were actually restraint. We were looking for Christmas stuff before they had it ready. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, that is the first time that's maybe happened in my life. I think so. I think you guys broke the, the uh, programming of the universe. I think so. I mean, shout out to Amoeba records. Uh, 
but maybe Amoeba Records, I'd say once you get past like the 4th of July, put up the Christmas section. Come on. I was going to say pretty soon it's going to be 4th of <laughs> July. The fireworks stop. And then as soon as that ends, it's like, here's a sleigh with some reindeer. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish the fireworks stopped in my neighborhood after the 4th of July. Come on, guys. Yeah. They're not uh, that fun. No. <laughs> You're going to blow off your hand like Jason Pierre Paul if you don't stop. I don't know what it is. But uh, you and Lisa should really come for the 4th of July or actually come for freaking Memorial Day because the fireworks start in Memorial Day and they do not stop until July every night, all the time. I don't know what it is about Oakland. Also, because it like totally stops raining and gets dry. I feel like everything is going to set on fire all the time. Yeah, that's great. That's a great feeling to have just constantly in your <laughs> yeah in the back of your mind. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, okay. You've got a whiskey to try. What do you got for this episode? What do you got for our folks at home? This was like a really pleasant surprise because I actually thought I had and bought this a while ago and it was hidden on my shelf and I didn't even realize I had it completely sealed. Ooh, it's a forgotten few whiskey. forgotten whiskey, few nice. straight rye whiskey. It's um few spirits, which is Chicago's own uh, distillery. It's actually, I guess, bottled in Evanston. Oh, um, I don't think I knew Few was Chicago. Yeah, Few's good stuff. Yeah, and they made one that we had a while ago that was like a special Chicago edition or of some kind. But I've never had their core uh, products, so I I picked up the rye, which is a forty six point five percent alcohol by volume, ninety three proof. Um, they've got their signature like squared off bottles. If anybody's seen a few product out there, um, but they say bear witness to the revival of rye born of the hearty grain. Our generous rye content is married with the sweetness of corn for a genteel interpretation of the venerable spirit aged in air dried oak barrels. It's spicy character transcends mere resurgence. This is few spirits renaissance of rye. And of course they talk about the spiceness because that's mm -hmm. what you have to talk about. Rise, bring it with the spiceness. Mm -hmm. If I learned from an excellent song, I believe that's the case. That song was not lying. No. Um, are you drinking it on the rocks, it looks like? It is. It's on the rocks. It's in my trusty whiskey whiskey sampling glass. What is um, on the front? I, I tell a little bit what was on the front, but is it a statue? Oh, of the bottle? Yeah. It's Buckingham Fountain. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's a nice, um, it's actually a, a whiskey I'm proud to call like probably Chicago's uh, flagship whiskey brand. They seem to make really good uh, products. I know that I have, I'm sure I've had the rye at some point in my life. It might've been five years ago or something like that at this point. I expect good things, but you never know. That's the magic of whiskey sessions. You really don't. Is there any notes that you're detecting from giving it a smell? Definitely spicy. It's almost got like a, a campfire aroma. It's like a spicy, bold smokiness almost. Okay. And the color is a little bit darker than some of the last ones we've had. Um, yeah. Which rise are a mix. Yeah. It's a little bit more caramely. I'm curious as you're sipping it now, if it's really bringing it with the spiciness. I'm taking that first sip. It is a very, very pleasant spiciness. It's not so spicy that it will send you, you know, looking for a gallon of milk, but mm -hmm. it's definitely like a pleasant, you know, I know I've been, um, 
I just had a bee's beef where I was roasting the Christmas season, but it is kind of just like a jolly spice. I would say very nice, very pleasant. Um, as far as what a rye can do. Yeah. I can tell you're thinking hard about it too. Cause you put that glass down and immediately folded your arms as to say, yeah. we really <laughs> think about this. I don't want to shortchange it. No. Going for that. Um, up. Yeah. I'm going to swirl it around a little bit. I like their take on a rye because I think I mentioned this with, what was the one? I just had another rye. Oh, Chart Oak from Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Their rye. It had a similar thing, which is you taste the spice up front, but it's not the only characteristic of it. And once the spice subsides, it's got a really nice warming finish, which I think is probably my favorite thing about whiskeys, especially when you drink them on the rocks or straight. Um, which is you get the flavor punch up front and then it finishes off kind of more mellow. And some of the caramely color comes through in the finish, which is a little sweeter. So I am having a good experience with this after a few years of having had it, which I, I mean, full disclosure, I've positive things to say about few as a distillery. I've never really had anything from them that was bad, but let's see, you know, I gotta have the third sip, see what happens. Really give it that fair shake, that third sip. Yeah, there's almost also on the third sip, I noticed as the spice transitions into the finish, it's got a little bit of like a cinnamon to it, Mm. which is even more of the holiday spirit. So I'm going to say for as the month of December is arriving and you want to sit around the fire with your uh, nativity scenes or whatever you do during Christmas, Go get yourself a glass of few rye and it's on the smooth train. That's where you'll find it. I like it. Smooth train. Yeah. Folks at home, surround yourself with nativity scenes. Yes. And whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think we have one nativity scene here. Uh, But I think Maggie's family has like several in their house of like different types. And I grew up, I'll be honest, like, not very religious. We would occasionally be like Christmas uh, churchgoers, and then we stopped to not even do that anymore. I don't think we had any nativity scenes at all. The closest we have is Lisa has this Christmas village that she puts up every year in the mm. on the long table we have behind her couch. It's like a full scene of a Christmas village kind of thing. There you go. Uh, all right, we've got another one. I'm, I'm glad that the few is on the smooth train. Yeah, I'm going to look for more few products to review because I was shocked that we only had one prior to this because they have a lot. Yeah, no, definitely do. Uh, I, as I want to look for a, a few more local ones to hear because I, I know those slow distilleries I liked a lot. I just got to get them while they have the bottles available. But you know what? Just because it's a whiskey podcast doesn't mean that Every bourbon we have has to come from Kentucky. Exactly. Yeah. And I also like to look for, as you did in the last episode with Arkansas, uh, check more states off our list because there's mm-hmm. whiskey being made all over the U.S. of A. It really is. Um, all right. We got to get to our top five list. Pretty straightforward, but I think resonates with everybody. We are talking about the top five phone apps you can't live without. So I don't think there's really too much more to say here. 
Uh, are you ready to jump into it? I am, and I think we might have a higher chance of a double dip on this episode. Okay, we shall see. All right, this is uh, our top five phone apps you can't live without. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, my number five. I don't think we're going to have a double dip on this one. Uh, but this is one I didn't get until I moved to the Bay Area because somebody told me to. I think my cousin Davis told me to get this one, if I recall. Uh, but I use it for deciding what kind of hikes we're going to do or where we can go on stuff. But it's all trails. That's an excellent app. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I didn't know about it until moving here. But it's... Uh, you know, it's fun to like check off the trails that we've done. There's a lot of hiking to do around the Bay Area, which I appreciate, and uh, a lot of good different hikes uh, to do. So I, it's just, uh, I like the way the app is organized. Uh, it gives you elevation too, right? And you can get an idea of what you're in for. Yes. My only complaint about the app is that it does give you elevation, but it used to have elevation in like the very summary view where you only see a couple of things about about the trail so in the very summary in the summary view it used to have like the distance and then the elevation and then if it was like easy moderate or hard right they replaced the elevation with the estimated time it will take you which i don't understand that change i think that was a big mistake yeah i agree like i'll decide how long tell me the elevation i would much (laughs) rather see that than the time you think it's going to take me yeah that's too that's too in my face presumptuous yeah way too presumptuous uh good work for that yeah no i uh it's a good app but i'm telling the all trails people right now you replace that time of hike with elevation again please please this is an official request yes (laughs) I think they're based in the Bay Area, too. So if I have to come to your offices to make this request, I'll do it. I could, I fully support you. I think you might need to, like, get a job there and, like, work your way in from the inside and change it. Like I think they're actually a pretty small company, which kind of oh, makes okay. sense, I think. Uh, somebody at my, my current work actually, I think, knows one of the people from that company. But that'd be a fun company to work for. Yeah. All right. What's your number five? My number five is an app called chronometer, which is a UK based, like calorie counting, nutrition tracking app. Oh, cool. And for me, it's indispensable because I am as nobody I'm sure knows vegan. Um, I never talk about it, but, uh, it's, it's like, so, so vegans just need more protein because it doesn't naturally occur in what I eat. So I have to make sure that I get it. And it, this, this app just helps me stay on track with that. And not only that, but also just a general breakdown of kind of protein versus carbs versus fat. And then also trying to stay in shape and stuff. It just helps me get an idea of like, I know what I'm burning from Fitbit. So then I know kind of like what I'm consuming and it roughly helps me keep everything in line. That's really smart. Is it tough to do the like, translation between a british calorie and an american calorie i don't know is that something real (laughs) no i don't think so (laughs) okay (laughs) then no it's not at all that'd be funny though yeah i was like oh i've been way off all these years (laughs) Uh oh (laughs) yeah yeah uh i was having to like figure out some cost differences between a u.s dollar and a british pound recently they're not as far off as i thought they were i don't know if the dollar is getting better if the british pound's getting worse but it used to be like $1.5 was a British pound. It's not even close to that anymore. 
I remember that. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, wow, we have our money is not doing great. Yeah. Uh, okay. My number four, and this has only become popular when we started looking for a home. And now that we have a home, I still, frankly, I'm really curious about other housing, but uh, Redfin, gotta say, I'm on this app a lot. I'm like curious as to what they think their evaluation of our house is, which, well, okay, I'll, I'll circle back on this in a second. But then I'm always like curious as to other houses, that, uh, homes that are like on uh, on the market in the area. Like I'm always curious to just see other cities, like what you can get for a certain amount of money. Um, it's just a fun app to explore. But I will say this, and this drives me nuts about Redfin, is they retcon their prior estimates of what a house is worth. And I know really? they do this because, yeah. Because they, and I don't understand why they do this, but it makes it like frustrating to use. We bought our house two years ago and, you know, initially they said our house was worth like exactly what we paid for it. But now if you look back on their, cause they have like a chart that's like five year history, I think, or I think it's five years. And now they'll say we bought it for, less than what it was worth at the time, but they didn't say huh. that at the time. So they're retconning their previous estimations, which I find like kind of annoying because it makes it so I don't trust any of their historical estimates. Yeah, right. But apart from that, it's a fun app to explore. Yeah, I agree. I We do the same thing with um, <clears throat> just looking around different places to see what it would mm-hmm. cost. Like if we think about, oh yeah, that'd be an interesting place to live or when other houses in our neighborhood sell just so we know what like our value is and all that. Yeah. Or like, will I cry if I look at a housing price in the Bay area and compare it to a house in the suburbs of St. Louis? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, All right. What's your number four? My number four is my podcast app of choice podcast addict. Ooh, that's a great, I, I, I only have podcast app, like the Apple one, I guess. And I didn't put it on my list, but I put it on my honorable mentions, but maybe I should have. I like it because not only, I mean, as we have a podcast and it helps me with that because it's got a very robust search feature where I could search for all through all of the descriptions of all 125 previous episodes to see, for example, this never happens, but I forgot if I had this whiskey before, maybe if I search this name, it'll tell me if we reviewed it or like if it's a top five, that seems a little generic that I think of that we could do. And I, there's an inkling that maybe somewhere in the teens episodes, we did that already or something like that. It's just very helpful. Yeah. I, this might be, I, I'm now I'm feeling like I should get this app because I actually don't, the Apple, I, uh, podcast app is kind of, uh, it's reorganized itself in a few ways that I actually find kind of frustrating now. Mm. It's like hard to tell if I have like have the latest download of this episode or of like a particular podcast or not. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. I might give podcast addict a try. Maybe that's the benefit of this top five list. Yeah. I think it's great. I've, I know that there's other people like podcast or a few other ones that I've, I've heard of a lot, but this one's pretty good. Yeah. All right, my number three, pretty basic, but I gotta be honest, I do check it out a lot for the latest news or if in fact there was an earthquake or if my house's foundation is just poor, but Twitter. 
Mm. I mean, if you want the up to the second latest news, it's kind of the best thing. Yeah. If you want it for a bunch of other like hateful garbage, it's pretty good for that too. Yeah. That's I think why I abandoned it. Yeah. (laughs) A few years (laughs) ago. Out of all the social media stuff, that's the one I'm on the most. I'm like really pretty hardly on Facebook at all. I could, I might just get rid of it. And then Instagram's okay for looking at some photos, but like not a lot. But Twitter, every like I am on that. I'm not gonna say that I'm not. Yeah, it's if you tailor it for like NBA news. I when I used to use it, it was good for that too. You follow yeah. like a handful of really good people. Oh yeah, it's really good for like if you're looking at trade deadline stuff. You should just be on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's your number three? My number three is uh, Android's. Um, like notes app basically, which is Google keep. Oh, okay. I wasn't thinking about that. Cause I kind of keep all my notes on the podcast on my Apple notes app. Maybe I should have oh, put yeah. it on there. Well, I use, I mean, I use, I use it for so many things. Like I use it for long-term lists. I use it for grocery shopping. I use it cause it's got like a nice checkbox mm-hmm. feature where you can like check through things and then you can keep a history. You can search in there. You can archive things. You can keep like it's secure. So you can keep like password stuff. Like it's just very useful and very basic, but like, um, I just use it for a lot. It's one of the most used ones I have. And I think it would, it would be hard for me to go back now to like other forms of keeping track of things. Now that I use it so much. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, all right. My number two is the ESPN app. Oh, especially during basketball season. I like do do on a pretty daily basis, just like check NBA scores. Uh, And I'm always curious about that. And especially now when the NBA season like starts, I'm always looking to see are the Bulls legit keeping this up. And I guess by the time this podcast is released, hard to say. But we won't know for sure. Following the Bulls, oh the yeah, Warriors have been good. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I go there for like a lot of the latest sports news and uh, like NBA news in particular. So I'm on it a fair amount. Will you scroll through box scores and then look at games that intrigue you? Like if a game has a different score than you expected, or are you just looking for like base level, like who won, who lost? No, I will. I'll go into the box score. I'll be like, who, who was good? Okay. Here. That's uh, kind of what I did too. Yeah, I'm definitely always curious, and like, it's kind of funny because early in the season, I apologize. This seems like outdated by the time this is released, but like, like Damian Lillard was having a slump at the beginning yeah. of the season. I picked him, I think, as my MVP. Well, I picked Russell Westbrook, so you shouldn't feel too bad. <laughs> fair yeah uh, I, I think neither one of those will happen but but i was like i was seeing like what was up with the blazers they weren't looking too good and even when they were looking okay it was actually cj mccollum that was like kind of leading the way yeah uh, and dame was just like every time i looked it was like shooting two for 11 from beyond the arc i was like what the hell is going on and their um, gm is recently yeah. under fire exactly so they they have their own issues but i'm always curious to see like who is le- like DeRozan kind of leading the way for the Bulls, which I didn't really expect. Yeah. He's um, been on fire. Yeah. And uh, like early in the heat season, like Tyler hero has like made a resurgence after kind of yeah. the sophomore slump. 
So I, yeah, I, I definitely like checking out the box score to see who actually did the damage. Nice. All right, your number two. My number two is Google Maps. Oh, double dip. Yes. I have the worst sense of direction in the history of humankind. Um, even when we were in the city in college and I know that the lake is east, I can't figure out where I'm going. Never know what direction I'm facing. Never have a clue. I every day think about, oh, the sun rises somewhere and sets somewhere. I should know that. Don't know. I don't know anything about directions. I would be dead within minutes if I got lost in a forest and I need all the help I can get. I will say, I wish I could stop you at any point in that little diatribe that you gave to like, not console you, but make you feel like you, no, I think it's okay. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. All I remember is I think we were living on, um, not Bissell, but the next place is like on orchard or something. It was like Schubert. Of- Right. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Schubert. And then Orchard was across street and it was like between Halstead and Clark. Yeah. I think I was going to your house in the South suburbs and we were going to take like a bus to go to the train or something like that. And we did get to Clark, I think. And you were like, which way do we take the bus? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was like, this is your house. You live in the <laughs> South suburbs. We, we're going South yep. this way. Correct. Uh, no, I, uh, you know what? Sometimes that's the thing. I do remember you telling stories too of, of you like walking up like five miles of Halstead. I walked, uh, yeah, I walked from Mike Lampa's place in, I think he lived near UIC. Yeah. And like walked north edge of DePaul's area. Yes. I left it about, a walk. I left at about 2 at 2 a.m. or so, and there was a bus that was supposed to be running, which wasn't. So I sat at the bus stop for a good hour before I realized, that's eh, probably not going to show up. And then just started walking north, ignored all the cabs that were honking at me like I was an idiot because I had no money. So I was like, yeah. well, I just have to walk. And then <laughs> walked through Cabrini Green. I saw nobody out the whole time I walked. And then finally got to like a part kind of by the Tribune building where there was like a club across the street and people were getting out of that. And then I saw like a big crowd and I saw nobody else again until getting right by our apartment where I found you coming home from work. And then we went and got breakfast, Perfect. <laughs> which is a, seriously like one of the best. It was just a weird, it's something I'll never forget, but it was stupid, but it was also like, yeah, at least I figured out how to get there. Cause all I had to do was follow one street <laughs> the whole time. That is one of the nicest things about Chicago. I mean, it really is like a really good grid. If you find a street, you know, just walk down it. Yeah, pretty much. If I can get home then, like that's, that means anybody can do it. Yeah. Uh, No, that's a great call. Cause like, I mean, Google maps is obviously my number one, but uh, whether you have a sense of direction or not, like I just, I love Google maps. I'm always curious to see certain places that I'm not familiar with. Of course, just like where I am too, I use it all the time for driving directions, which I feel bad that I can't get around the Bay Area a little better than I can. But there's, I don't know, it's just kind of confusing around here. It's not a grid. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of hills. And so I, I basically don't know the fastest way to get hardly anywhere. Uh, so I end up using it a ton. And um yeah, I don't know. It's a great app. It's way, it's, I use it a lot, but it's also really well done. Like it's way better than Apple Maps. 
It's great. I love the crowdsourcing aspect of it too. Like it'll ask me a lot if I liked the directions and if you rate it a certain way, you can give feedback. And then it's like, it's always trying to be updated with like traffic conditions. It tells you like, what's the most fuel efficient route. I just think, I think it does a lot of things that are helpful. Yeah. I, I love that. It will give, always give me an option for driving. That's no tolls, which they're like a fair amount, like any bridge you cross here is a toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll usually be like, do you want to do no tolls? It'll be another hour and a half. But <laughs> it's like, well, at that point, I'm sure I'm paying more money for gas than what the toll was. Right. But yeah, sure. Show me that option. Show me the option of getting to San Francisco. That will take me like three hours to avoid paying the toll. This is the downside of how reliant I am on technology to get anywhere. But I recently was meeting my dad for golf in the South suburbs mm-hmm. in Homewood. And the, the way I had to take at a certain point, it became clear to me that I was like in a weird, I was taking a lot of side streets and I was like, this is not right. I was like, even though I know that there's different ways to get there, I was like, this doesn't seem like within, I'd finally peaked my, my alarms went off. And I was like, Oh, I had the no, no expressway, no toll options checked. (laughs) So I'm taking side streets south. Like this is going to take me six hours to get there. I finally fixed it after way longer than it would take anybody normal to figure that out. All right. We're down to it. What's your number one? My number one is the calendar app. Ooh. I would be, okay. So it took me forever to get a smartphone and then also to use it anywhere near to its capabilities. But now that I use the calendar app for everything, I would be failing. So I use it for like appointments. We use it for scheduling the podcast. We use it for like, cause you could share it with people. I use it for seeing like what Lisa's got going on where I need to like accommodate my schedule mm-hmm. for certain things. I use it for reminders. I put, you could put a bunch of stuff in your invite. So it's very easy to be like, Oh, I need to call and cancel this thing. And here's why I'm doing it, who I need to call all the information. It's all in one little reminder. It's just so helpful that I never, I can't believe what I did before I used it to its full potential. Do you have like an Android one or the Google one or what do you use? Yeah, it's like the Android calendar, basically, okay. that comes with my... I have a note. I mean, frankly, I probably... Some. That's a great pick. Like, I, I probably should have put the calendar app on mine, too, except for that the Apple calendar app kind of sucks. Oh, really? Yeah, because like most of my work stuff, actually, most of every stuff, I should just get from Google. So I should really just get the Google one. Oh. Because the Google one will only push to the Apple one every so often, and frankly, not not... Not frequently enough. Oh, okay. That I have like old work meetings that I know have been moved still show up on my calendar on my phone. Yeah. So I, yeah, I should move that. That's a great pick though. I, uh, I still have like certain things on my calendar that just like haunt me. Like at a brief period, like kind of early in the pandemic where I bought a jump rope and I'm just like, I'm just going to jump rope for five minutes a day right before lunch. So I put like 1155 jump rope. I haven't taken it off my calendar, but I've ignored it for every day except for two days when I first did it. Oh, that's it's the still worst. There. Just jump rope. Like, I'm yeah. like, jump rope, what are you out of your mind? And that's it. I love that you've left it though to like punish yourself in a way. Yeah. For not yeah, doing yeah, it. Definitely. It's got to stay there. <laughs> I've a wow. bunch of other things like that too. Just like exercise that I don't do. Yeah. Uh, you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I have one. Um, our podcast is now available on Spotify. 
And for a long time, it wasn't. But thankfully, uh, Ryan Burkett, who's been on the ups on, on the podcast and is a long, long time friend and supporter and everything. But like he was asking for it a long time ago to be on mm-hmm. Spotify. And I've never used Spotify because I have all my stuff on Amazon Music and I just spent too long cultivating and like downloading and making playlists. And it's just like I've put too much effort into what I have in Amazon Music to now leave it. Yeah. So I know that everybody uses Spotify or a lot of people do. And it's probably more hip and like social to use it. But I just Amazon Music was an honorable mention because I have got like just so much effort put into like how that is organized. <laughs> No, I totally get that. I, and I would say like Amazon, the app in general for me is like an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, any others? No, that was it for me. Uh, yeah, for me, I also had um, uh, Caviar, the podcast, the general podcast app, um, Transit app to figure out where my my bus is. And then one I've added ever since we got a new heating system, an air conditioning system, is the Nest app. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Which I have never, never had the benefit of being able to change the temperature in my house without getting out of bed. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. What is Caviar? Caviar is a delivery thing. I think they bought DoorDash or something like that. No, they didn't. Was it DoorDash? I think they bought DoorDash. Uh, so That's what I like, use. Yeah. I use DoorDash. I think they're the same company now. Okay. Um, I have, I also have DoorDash, but I end up using the Caviar app more. I also just thought of one because you mentioned Nest. I have a smart garage. So I have MyQ, which I can open and close my garage with it. And I can also see the last time it was open or closed. So like, if I'm not sure if Lisa and I are like trying to time something out where we had to like, one of us had to come home, I could see like, is she home yet? and stuff like that. So it's really helpful. Some good apps out there for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So folks at home, if you have an app that you think we should check out that maybe we forgot to mention, um, let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter, which is whiskey sessions. That's at whiskey sessions, of course, or email us even better. Whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. And we'll read your episode or we'll read your email, excuse me, on a future episode, but we got to get your emails for this episode. So, Uh, Without wasting any more of your time before hearing this awesome theme song, let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox? Uh, Doug is back again. Wow, right in every episode. Good for Doug. He's blowing us up on the email inbox. Um, We love it. Keep it coming. So, dear Whiskey Sessions, I'm back in the listening booth and still very confused about band-aids. Here we go. Chain smokers, how are you still able to sing after all those cigarettes? Great. Okay, here's the first one where I have heard chain smokers and I've heard the guy from it sing. He's not a good singer. I almost don't doubt the fact that they do chain smoke. Not like he sounds raspy, but he's not like good. You think this one, he might be right about this one. He might be right about this one. I okay. think they actually could be chain smokers. I think Doug, I agree. I think Doug's onto something with this. Cause I think like, you know, we both used to smoke at certain points in our past and it doesn't mm-hmm. help you with any kind of vocal performance. No, not at all. Either does whiskey. I think. No, Maybe probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a nice belt of whiskey, a coffee. A... <laughs> a cigarette, and I'm ready to sing. Yeah. 
my only thought was that i don't know if she does this anymore but like adele used to say that she smoked and she drank like well if adele can get away with it right but i think you really cannot get away with it for very long no and if anyone is proof of that it is bob dylan oh my god whoo sounds terrible yep um okay i have an email that says gentlemen I can't believe no one mentioned Gary Payton as an annoying NBA player. Well, I, of course, wouldn't. But who plays defense like that? So annoying. And now his son is out there doing the same thing. I feel like you could have stopped this. And this is from Glove and Mittenless in Citrus Heights, California. Okay. You got to look at what my beer is called. What? It's called Mittenless. It's called Mittenless. Weird. Yeah, this, uh, is, this is not planned at all. I don't think our mm-hmm. listeners would have thought we would have the foresight to plan something like that, and they're right. But just yeah. to reassure them, it is not planned. Yep. But also, I, Gary Payton's the best. So shut up, whoever. Yeah, Gary Payton email. is the best, and I I have loved watching Gary Payton the second like rip stuff up. Is he on the Warriors? He's on the Warriors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's had a few. Um, He's, he plays defense really well. Uh, he's, he's it's kind of funny because people think of it's like oh the young guy he's actually like already twenty eight years old. Yeah, but he, he was uh, on the Bucks a few years ago. I feel like too. Yeah, he's like definitely bounced around a bunch of times and played like some D league. But he he's also had like a pretty a, a couple of like really good dunks, which is not at all like his dad. Like I feel no. like Gary Payton could barely dunk. He was a finger roll man. Yeah, he was not a dunker. Uh, but GP2, uh, I like watching him play. He does not look like his father at all to me. Nope. Yeah. Similar to like Michael Jordan's kids, I never really looked like him either. Yeah, and I, I'm like, well, I kind of don't think Tim Hardaway Jr. looks that much like Tim Hardaway. I might be nope. wrong about that. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He definitely doesn't. I think that might just be because his dad was kind of shorter and stockier and Tim Hardaway Jr. is like six, five and like kind of live. Yeah. And skinny. Another argument I've heard is that my daughter does not look like me. <laughs> you haven't, you don't think so? No. Also she, I think she's starting to look a little more like Maggie, but mostly what we hear from people is like, not in a bad way. Uh, and I don't take offense to it, but like, she just doesn't look like us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she did. All right. Well, I'll take it. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a nice mix of both of you. I'm curious if kid number two will look like one of us. I don't know. It'd be, I think it's always interesting. That's like one of the interesting things when you have a kid, it's like weird. Like how does the family resemblance shake out? For sure. Um, All right. I, uh, yeah, again, I, of course I wasn't going to put Gary Payton on my list because he was. No way. Uh, but also, I understand that question because it's like it's so hard. It takes so much effort to play that kind of defense. Like, why would you want to do that? It does. I would. It's so much it. easier to hang out around on the three point line and wait for a pass. Oh yeah, I would find if he was playing defense on me like that, I would find it very annoying. Yes, I'd be like, get out of here, dude. Yeah, like come on. I'm not that good. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, like when I play rec like basketball, I I do not play close defense. And the expectation is that the person guarding me will give me the same favor. Correct. You play five feet off. I'm not going to be a great three-point shooter, so don't worry about it. But you put a hand up. Him. You put a hand up sort of in my face after I've shot. That's what we yes. do. Exactly. 
Uh, that is the way to play basketball. <laughs> Come to our basketball camp where we teach we teach you how to look like you're playing defense. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, again, folks at home, if you want to email us, send an email to whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. We'll read it on a future episode. But that does it for this episode. Really great topic. One of the best bees bees I've heard that everybody can resonate with. Don't start Christmas too early. Uh, do you have any words of wisdom that you want to leave our listeners with, BPO? Um, just uh, don't play defense. Don't play defense. Like, no one's, we're not here for that. We're not impressed. Everyone wants to, all it is is how, who's better at offense when you, nobody's playing defense on you. That's really what the goal That's is to figure it out. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next time, this is Amen. Send peace out. And B Pimp saying, see you later.